What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, our usual suspects, Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, welcome back. How's it going? Howdy. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited. Doctor Strange. Um, just Doctor looking Strange. At Doctor Strange, what we're talking about today. Just looking at the lineup of films coming up, man. Like It was hard to get excited for Doctor Strange, but we'll talk about it. But the, what's coming up later is just, man... We're we're in for a, a good run of some good discussions. Listen, Guardians Volume Two is after this, and for me, it's the best—I don't know, maybe four or five movies after that. Like the best streak uh, of of films that just are heavy hitters. After that, we'll we'll talk about those in the subsequent weeks here. Also, of course, with us, JT. JT, how's it going today? Uh, it's going good. I'm I'm getting nervous. You know, it, I, it's going to be harder and harder uh, as we go along to pick you know where we want to put these movies i think it'll be easy to put them up to a certain point and then we're going to start to argue a little bit of you know where we're going to put them after that but uh i like dr strange it doesn't seem like john is too too interested and i, no, I mean that's not what I, that's not what i meant by like it's just not that hype. Get, yeah exactly so like hard to get excited for okay. we're, we're looking at the stretch movies in front of us prior to this week you see you know you, you see guardians 2 you see the first spider-man film you see all avengers endgame and stuff coming up and then dr strange is kind of the one that starts that off so the hype isn't there but I see what you're saying. I, i'm we'll talk about how i feel about the movie in a second yeah no i get that okay cool yeah i'm just you know i'm excited i i, I like dr strange a ton so you guys were skeptical of my skepticism when i was we were talking last uh on last or two episode. weeks ago now, the, yeah. the last episode. Um, so I, I'm, as always, I, as always, interested to see where we flesh this ranking out. Uh, but this one is one that I have no idea where we land on the starting point, and I can't wait for John to make that decision later in the show. So if you, if you didn't catch last week, uh, or last episode, we had Captain America Civil War. Uh, we got that to the top of the rankings. So we've got a new number one. Very interested to see how long it lasts if anything, dethrones it as we get into kind of this this hot stretch of movies. Uh, as always, the show here, the MCU Reviewed, is presented by Fantastic. Fantastic is a division of 26 Shirts. Go to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Uh, they sell pop culture and sports-themed t-shirts every two weeks. In those campaigns, they have a specific need that they fill. So a good chunk of the portion of money that you put down for those t-shirts goes to a family in need, a charity in need, or an individual uh, but you're helping out the community. You're helping those in need. And on top of it, you are getting a kick-ass t-shirt. So again, go to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. That's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. This might be one of the first Our- weeks in a while that I didn't wear 26 shirts. I wasn't thinking about it. That's my bad. Usually I'm the go-to poster boy for it. You are. It's okay. I think Dell will let it go, but just don't let it happen again. Um, all right. So... Intro on the current film, Doctor Strange, boys. Give me your uh, your kind of one hundred and one, your your brief likes, your dislikes. Sum it up for me, John. Why don't we start with you? So yeah, the, the way the way I started talking about it may lead you to believe that I, I'm not too hot on the movie, but it's so good. Doctor Strange is really really good. It's just not one of those movies that I think about all the time. Like a, I don't maybe because the the, the character himself doctor strange doesn't stand out as as something super amazing but the film itself everything about it is really fun to watch it's it's really well made it's a great origin story i love the movie it's just not one of the movies i think about all the time when i'm like all right i'm gonna do an mcu rewatch i can't wait to get to doctor strange i don't know i I can't really put my finger on why that is because maybe there's just not the the moments and the in in the set pieces and stuff like that but it's such a good movie i remember the first time watching it you know 
having full faith in Marvel at that point, but still not being too excited about it. It blew me away the first time I saw it. Every time I watch it now, it's just like, man, I, I forget how good this movie actually is. I think for me, I like the character more than I like the movie. And as we move past uh, into future films that Doctor Strange has a has now been a part of, that uh, also enhanced that character for me to, and took it to a new level. So that's been a common theme for us, right? Where we we see sequels of movies or characters occur later on after their first appearance, and then we end up liking those older ones a little bit more or appreciating them. I think that's that's another theme here for me. Uh, JT, thoughts on on Doctor Strange? I, rewatching it, I I kind of looked at it as like the first mcu movie that really opened up the universe right like they, they showed us when when he went through the multiverse and she started to show him what at one point i think he went through like the quantum realm and and all these different avenues of the universe uh so it was really cool to see that uh loved uh, some of the action scenes that they had um and the cgi was actually really good throughout too speaking of all the like you know multiverse or going into the mirror verse and, and all those things uh, i love obviously the, the fight scene when they're ghosts and things like that so it, I, I love it i love the, it it was good the cinematography the the cgi and the colors in this movie are so good this might be the first time i've watched this movie on my oled tv with having this movie in hdr in the colors when he's going through the multiverse and any any time they're doing stuff with the magic is just it just pops so well it might be one of the the best looking mcu films just based on the colors alone and I will say, I think it makes a difference in watching it in HDR because um, not that I, there's anything wrong with the colors before, but they're very much defined now. And that's hard because there's such a palette here, right? Such a wide range of colors, especially when you get into some of those crazy moments later in the film. So, I mean, I can't imagine what the artistry looked like there from someone who worked on this movie. That's, that's kind of crazy. I do think as you know, we'll get some selfishly my notes later on in the episode. I always like to put in my two cents there. Uh, one of the things that I really loved about this movie is some of the action sequences where you've got all the different, uh, the, you know, we'll see the buildings are up on the side and the streets are, are changing pace. And it's like, it's very trippy at times, but it was done in such a manner that it was believable in this setting. Yeah, and that was not an easy thing to pull off. So in a moment, we're going to queue up the initial trailer for this. Uh, we're going to watch the Dr. Strange trailer we always like to reminisce and see kind of, you know, knowing where we are now in the MCU, what it looks like back then, a little bit of a retrospective uh, in terms of box office numbers. So this released November 4th, 2016, just a month ahead of Rogue One. Uh, it was a worldwide number of $677 million, a budget of 85. Sure. So, you know, that's a low budget for this. I, I would have thought it would have been much higher with the, all the special effects and the CGI and stuff like that. Same. That's a pretty low budget. They, you know what? I mean, I was going to say maybe the, the cast, but yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton, like those are some, some names right there too. So interesting <laughs> that it had such a low budget. But I mean, 600 is... We, we, there, there's two filters here. We talk about box office and how well a film did, but then we talk about box office and how well an MCU movie does. And we're at the point where if an MCU movie doesn't do a billion, it's not impressive anymore, right? But $600 million is great for a film. They made a lot of money. It is great for a film. We hold the MCU and Star Wars and a few other Disney properties to a really high standard. So all in all, it's still extremely profitable, right? And that's, that's kind of what it's going to come down to at the end of the day from the business side. But um, still... They made money, you know, no doubt awesome. about it. Um, do you guys remember 
So actually, before I ask, or finish handing this off, we're going to ask, as we always do, do you remember your first viewing uh, when you, you saw it in the theater? Last night was my return to the theater. Uh, I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. And I got to say, just if I can go off on a tangent real quick, not take up too much time, went with my father. Uh, he, has, he has not seen the first A Quiet Place. I just saw it a few days ago, but I really, really wanted to see it. This was like my, my tent pole. I'm going to get back to the theaters with this. So in Western New York, I'm, I'm going to the, the Regal that's uh, on Transit Road. And I'm, I'm pulling in the lot and I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it right now. Like, this is a big deal for me. And I know you guys kind of feel the same way. And a lot of our yes. listeners and viewers will. But I got goosebumps. I got a little, just a little bit of a butterfly in my stomach. Like, I couldn't believe that I was going back to a movie theater because it's it's been what 15 months since i've been able to sit down and a lot of people in a theater with everything going on with the pandemic so to walk in with my my dad who's we go to every marvel movie star wars movie everything we just want to go it's kind of like a guy's night it's it's our thing it was so special and we because i'm always the guy who gets the tickets um on the credit card for everyone i just you know you reserve the seats and, and get them when they go on presale. Uh, I joked with all those points that like I have a reserved spot at that Regal. And of course, last night it was open. So <laughs> this, this you know, stupid <laughs> spot right out front. Uh, that's become an inside joke, but got there, walked in kind of, you know, arm around my dad. And it was just, it was just a nice moment uh, and a quiet place too. was a really good movie. So uh, I encourage you, you know, get back out to the theaters past that. Uh, we saw the MCU trailer for, <sighs> the return to theaters that we all gushed about uh, probably about a month ago where it, it mm. showcased it's, you know, it's Stanley narrating. It talks about some of the, the past MCU moments. It showcases that moment in the end game. And even my dad last night is like, I got goosebumps, but we got to see this on screen and boy, does it make a difference? But guys, movies are back. Like yeah. John, you, you went back. So as I, well. I have a very, very similar experience. So yeah. So, I think I mentioned this on one of the podcasts before. I had tickets purchased to see A Quiet Place Part 2 on March 20th, the day it was supposed to come out of 2020. I had four tickets purchased. Me, my fiance, and two of our friends were supposed to go see it. And that never happened because of the pandemic. And so Quiet Place Part 2, full circle, that's my first movie back to the, back to the theater as well. So it was crazy. I, I pull up my, my, my passes in my Apple wallet and I just have back-to-back Quiet Place Part 2 tickets, the canceled version and the, and the version we ended up seeing when it came out last Friday. And uh, my, my experience was similar. I went to the same theater. I went to that, that, that Regal on Transit there. And I was I was back and forth with the people I was meeting. And like we were, it was a little bit hectic about like, all right, where are you? Like, who's going to get there first? Who's going to like, who's going to like, show the tickets and stuff like that? So I didn't have any of those goosebumps like pulling in and stuff like that. I walked in and smelled the popcorn and saw the lights and I literally started tearing up. It was just like a an instant oh, reaction. I had no control over it, dude. I walked in and I looked at Courtney and I'm and I'm just I'm just tearing up. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know I missed this that much. Like it was just it, it was just instinct. It was just my senses and it was crazy. Man. I'm like getting emotional. I'm like right, getting tearing up now. And, and I, I tweeted I went, about it, man. I, it, it's like it's less about the fact that I'm back in a movie, but it's kind of more about like, all right, we we did this. Like we're back to to normal a little bit so it was, it was all of that but go ahead john i went oh, i went man. no you're good i i went on friday uh me uh my my in- sister-in-law my wife um and my two brothers i was nervous like on the drive i went to the one in quaker crossing by the bill stadium just because i felt like i needed to get some of the bills energy in me to get you know get myself going <laughs> uh so but i you know i i start 
driving there and and I'm uh, kind of shaking. And you know, my wife is like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm nervous. I feel like I'm on a first date." You know, like I, I'm I'm really nervous. You see an old friend, and man. I, Walk in, and as soon as I saw nobody was in line for concessions, the nerves went away, and I got my food, and it went straight into the theater. And uh, you know, we always have our same, no matter what, same thing, Joe. I'm I'm the credit card guy, right? You know, on purpose because I want the points. Um, so all those points are still saved up, and they, I guess, whatever was going to expire last year because they started expiring them. I don't know if you knew that they started like doing an expiration for the points, um, but because of COVID, they extended our points. Um, so I had all that still. I got a free popcorn, a couple other things. Um, birthday but popcorn. Just, I had my birthday gift down there. Everyone probably uh, had that. I saw my birthday. Yeah, I'm saving that birthday one still. And I got another one coming because our birthdays are next month. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I just just generally nervous to start and then just super excited as soon as I walked in, just like John. you know. I, and we always like our seats either. So we always like to go all the way to the top, uh, my crew. And that's just how we like it. Oh, this same. is how it is. No, and watch that uh, at home at that point for that far away. Uh, no, no, it's a big. I mean, come on, it's this giant projector screen. You could argue that my TV is bigger. Oh. <laughs> Perspective wise, yeah, I have a Sorry. seventy. I have a seventy-five at home, so I, I definitely oh, get it. But you get it, okay? <laughs> I right. totally get it. But I, we love you know all the way at the top, and I you know just against the either side, right? So the first person in my crew down to five spots. So. Uh, it, I don't care. I could have watched any movie. I, I could have gone and watched all the Fast and Furious movies again, which those apparently are coming out for free. By the way, it's on your Rego app if you want to go out and watch a random Fast and Furious movie. Uh, just nonstop. I, 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 I could just watch it. I just, I love, I love the experience. And John, I've talked to you. How many times I told you, I, I don't care if they put on Disney Plus, just give me some Marvel content. I, I don't, don't do it anymore. Like, I need to go to the theater. Like, I will be. I, and I love that experience. I love the experience opening too. night. Yeah. For, the you know black widow, black widow and yep. for whatever else comes our way like i'm looking at the man we you know my dad and i walk out after the movie and we took our time looking at posters and oh, we're yeah. like all right free guy is on the way even uh a movie i probably wouldn't have cared about in in jungle cruise i'm like you know i i just want to be I'm here <laughs> and i i love that all three of us had this experience so we we did not plan this part of the show to to talk about we did not talk about it prior um it's awesome that we all got so excited and passionate about this you know john's talking about tearing up i'm tearing up because he's talking about tearing up and then jt's got his crew back together and it's just it it's really special you know like some I, some people kind of be like it, it's a movie you're, you're paying a million dollars to go eat a giant bucket of popcorn and see something that in a lot of cases nowadays you could see at home but you know what if you're passionate about something man dive into it and go full steam ahead just enjoy it and get excited about it and that's what we do at the gigaverse so i'm uh, really excited to hear that you guys had that that similar experience and i look forward to uh to going to some movies together now that it's back oh hey Rigo's doing uh private watch parties too so if we ever wanted to get a a, a private watch party together i think it's 20 people you could do so nice. we'll talk about it we'll talk about <laughs> i'm it. into it i'm into it <laughs> you you had me right away um so uh, where i was segueing, i totally forgot do you remember the the first viewing of Doctor Strange? What your mindset was? You know, tell me a little bit about it, uh, John. Why don't we go with you first? Yeah, uh, so I do recall this one. Um, it was one that I don't think my group of friends got together and, and bought tickets for and pre-ordered and stuff like that. There just wasn't the hype around it. You know, we were all planning on seeing it, but we just didn't make it an event. Um, just because, again, I talked about Doctor Strange doesn't bring the hype, or at least he didn't. Now, Multiverse of Madness, I'm sure I'll be first in line, but. 
Um, I actually took Courtney to see this, my fiance. Uh, we, we went like the Saturday or the Sunday opening weekend and uh, I dragged her to the theater just because we wanted something to do. I, I was going to go myself if she didn't want to come with me. And we actually saw it, in, I think we saw it in 3D, which was pretty cool for that because uh, we went to the, the Regal in the Galleria here in Buffalo and their RPX is their biggest screen, their loudest screen, speakers and stuff like that in the seats. And for the longest time, they were only doing RPX in 3D, which was super frustrating. So I had to like, pick what I wanted. But I remember the effects and the stuff like that from this film looking really cool in 3D. That's that's my, my biggest takeaway. And I remember Courtney actually really liking it because of that. The, the 3D added something pretty cool to the movie with the colors, with the effects, everything like that. So that's my my... A story from the the premiere of this one. Yeah, that'd be a good one to see in 3D. I never considered that. Uh, JT, do you remember your first viewing? I don't. It wasn't a super memorable. I do remember one thing about it though. It was the last time. It was just myself and my brothers watching a MCU movie together. After this movie, we expanded you know, to to my friend Grant and my wife wanted to go more consistently. She knew nothing about it. Of course, she wanted to go watch Thor Ragnarok. Who wouldn't because you know mr hensworth but oh, um, of course <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it was it was the last one that was just the three of us so it's kind of memorable in a sense it's like you know we watch everything since before avengers one and you know the last one that we watched together um they're just the three of us at least so nothing else really memorable i mean it was you know like i said definitely excited for the movie in general just to watch it because i knew it was marvel content and i don't even feel like like they were still building yeah, nothing really for end. Like we knew Endgame was coming at this point, correct? Or like the Finny War Endgame was that kind of right? But yeah, at this Aven- point, Avengers nothing, nothing in, were announced. Yeah, so like, but we nothing in the movies really showed the events that could be happening in Infinity War. Like, I think after this is when it really started. I, I think we knew it was called Infinity yeah. War Part One and Part Two, so we were like excited to see the time stone. I think we we called gotcha. Guardians, and we knew that there's a stone right. involved there. So I think that that was the biggest thing. Right. Like, we know that there is a Infinity Stone. We didn't. We never. We haven't gotten like the breakdown of what the Infinity Stones were yet. I don't think, but we knew that there was a stone right. here. And if right. I'm not mistaken, I think it was still called Infinity Wars. Uh, yeah. at that point plural yeah. uh just mm. you know love that little tidbit um mm. i feel like this was not a super memorable opening night for me but uh lauren went to see it with me my my wife and um maybe it was because of the hobbit uh but lauren ended up really like i guess excited because of benedict cumberbatch and i was too to see him kind of enter the mcu you know another nice household name here um but not really past that nothing too crazy i would say what I would like to do, if you guys have it queued up, is jump over into the the trailer. Uh, yep. We can kind of watch and, and listen along. Uh, if if you're listening to the podcast version, you, you just kind of have to get through it. But if you're watching uh, on YouTube.com slash Geekiverse, you'll be able to go through this with us. Uh, but John, I'm going to pass it over to you. Sure. You guys both have it up, ready to go? Yes, sure sir. All right. Go ahead and play. Stephen Strange. Might I offer you some advice? Forget everything that you think you know. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your life trying to widen it. 
Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future? Possibility. November 2016. We're getting old. Man, it feels like like that sounds like it was so long ago. Um, all I can say about watching this trailer again is the only scene that I remember is that final scene. I remember being like, oh, cool. They're showing him like in his fall outfit. That's pretty cool. And that the vibes that it gave me when I, when I first saw it, uh, whether it was this trailer or another one, was that I was just ready to go into it as Ant-Man Part 2. Uh, I, I didn't care about Ant-Man. I had just seen that movie. Sorry, not series very interested in what i'm saying i don't know if that came through but she just screamed at me um <laughs> that threw me off man i was like it was loud enough to hear through my headphones jeez siri um yeah so the vibes were very similar to ant-man where it's like i don't care about this character there's not much you can do to hype me up about it until i see the movie and i, I totally trust you so like i'm in i'm just gonna go see it and that's that's you know v- very similar spot the way I feel about this movie is the way I feel about Ant-Man. They crushed it, made me care about the character. They did something different tonally with the movie. This is a very, very intentional film in its tone. Like it's, it's, it's different. Marvel, they, they did it again. I feel like same thing. I remember the end of that sequence uh, or that trailer. Like that was very iconic to me. And then I, I remember him talking about the power of belief for whatever reason that that rung true in in my mind. And then the way I looked at Doctor Strange is very comparable to how I think I feel about Eternals currently. Like, don't really know much. Um, You know, I know they're obviously established characters when you you talk about comics. But past that, I'm just relying on Marvel's pedigree because I'm excited about it. And I love that it's all in this this very very well done connected universe. So, you know... I'll probably end up loving Eternals because they've given me no reason to really think otherwise to this point with all these movies. So um, I was excited, but not like really excited. Like Guardians 2 was like circled on my calendar for like months on end. Uh, but Doctor Strange, not so much. JT, what what were you thinking when you saw the, the trailer? Does it bring back any memories? You tell me. Speaking a little back to what John said about the Ant-Man trailer, I was, you know... It- the dark tone, but it was nothing like it when the movie came around. I, uh, I mean, so it was it was dark. Yes, uh, I think the the general purpose of the movie was to humble humble someone who was pretty conceited, right? I mean, the, the general understanding. Uh, but yeah, I, I was hyped for it. I mean, I I would have personally liked a little more action in it. 
to know that some action was coming. Uh, but also I'm of the accord of like, don't put too much in the trailers to ruin the movie. Uh, I think they used to do that so much way back in the day. Uh, so they kept, they kept it uh, pretty, pretty good in terms of that. Not putting too much in there to kind of back us up a little bit. So yeah, I thought the, the tone of this trailer matched the movie. Unlike Ant-Man where Ant-Man was like, All right, this is we We just watched that movie and then watched it, rewatched that trailer in our episode. We did like, man, that does not match the tone of the movie. We just watched. I think this, I think this nails it kind of, you know, it gets what it's going for. I I would agree with that. Ant-Man, especially us watching that trailer back a few prior episodes on MCU reviewed, we saw that and we're like, what? Like we almost didn't remember it. It was so out of left field when you got to the final movie. Whereas this, I thought was pretty consistent. Um, how many times do you think you guys have seen this movie? I think three. I think this might be my th- third time watching it so i watched it in theaters when it came out i watched it up to my mcu uh my my rewatch before endgame came out and that last night or two nights ago whenever i watched it may have been my my third time watching it maybe one more time here or there but three i'm pretty confident jt confidently i'd say five when COVID hit, I was I was in a big rewatch everything phase, so I'm pretty sure I watched it a couple times. I'm sure and I would have. the we first were, time now, right? We were doing the show, so I, I was trying not to rewatch MCU stuff. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the first, okay. the first, the first COVID summer is when we started the show, so I was making sure I was not rewatching stuff until we got to it. And then we took a you know almost a year hiatus from the show, and now we're back. So I, right. I still I still I was very good about big, not rewatching stuff. Big 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 Endgame itch. And I know it, we need to. I, I want to wait to, for too. the review. You have so. to. Oh, you have to wait at this point. Like, I feel like an addict. I'm just like it's ah. our motivation <laughs> to keep going here. You know, <laughs> it's it's absolutely motivation. I love it. It's been long enough, but I definitely did rewatch. Uh, uh, and one one Sunday, I rewatched um, Infinity War and Endgame back to back. Just my whole day. <laughs> it was months <laughs> ago though, so it's, it'll still be. It'll still hit. I do plan to do that eventually, but I am going to make sure that we get to the end of this series as it stands before I do that. Um, what about favorite non-title character? So any anyone in the movie past Doctor Strange that stands out or is memorable or you kind of gravitated towards? I think there are a few options here uh, to differing qualities. Um JT, you didn't want to go first with this one, did you? You wanted that moment. Uh, for, yeah, I, I, uh, I could do moment. For, it doesn't matter either way. What, let's let's have so for this for character, let's have John go first then. All right, <laughs> I'll I'll take the ancient one, uh, Tilda Swinton. I thought that character was super super cool, and and to me, it's not even close in terms of like the who who stuck out more than Doctor Strange in this film. Absolutely, her 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 role was really cool. I, I thought that the her initial introduction where we were deceived a little bit there was an, an older asian man sitting there in the in the robe and yeah. we're, you know we're all we're yeah. all like all right man you know say something and she walks in serving him tea and right. she you know her just her cadence and the way she carried herself i thought i thought awesome character and she just crushed the role i agree with you john um, i i wouldn't have necessarily picked her here but uh i know you know there was some controversy around all that i really thought she she was good and I thought that, you know what, this is a this is a new Doctor Strange. This is MCU. This is, you know, essentially, though they're established characters, these these are new stories to tell. And I I thought she did really good. And she's a character that I did not anticipate, or an actress in this film, I did not anticipate gravitating towards. But I did. And I liked a lot of her kind of one-liners and, and concise thoughts on philosophy and magic and in the multiverse and on Doctor Strange's growth. I, I thought that she did a nice job. 
So yeah, I thought she was a great good, choice. She was a, she was a good backbone to this film. She was like I've said it before, but she was the moral compass, and maybe moral isn't the proper word, but she she was what Doctor Strange was. I mean, we we hopped to the future. We know that she she knew Doctor Strange's path the whole time. She had seen the future, so she you know, obviously was leading him to this path. But she was she was kind of the reason for a lot of his actions, and she set the tone and. She she explained the magic and she you know she she brought us into this world for lack of a better term. Um, and you know what? I also liked her her presence in Endgame, like a, a very nice role as we got like you know a few movies down the line there. But uh, JT, what what about you for non-title characters that stuck? Gotta give me Baron Mordo. Um, I you know I I can't I can't pronounce his name. The actor that uh, cheat. Chiwedo J4, I think uh, his name. I'm is. with you. I'm not I, sure I, on I that. Can't, can't, help you. can't pronounce it. I, I had to look it up just because I, I knew I knew it was like Chi something and it's whatever. Chiwedo J4. Either way, great actor. Um, I think he played this part amazing. He's super passionate. Uh, when he when he was obviously in his scenes, um, sort of a motivating factor for Strange, mm-hmm. the guy that kind of pushed him. And I loved his kind of arc of, um coming from a bad background and, and being some kind of broken person that, that the, uh, the ancient one felt like she could fix. And, um, you know, for all intent purposes with the, with the post credits, we kind of expect him to be involved with the multiverse of madness, hopefully. Um, so I, I love him as a character. He was just, just great. I, uh, I agreed, agreed with all that, by the way, uh, for me, I, uh, I didn't really, I thought this was a little bit tough. You know, I love Mads Mikkelsen. I, I think he is a good actor. I enjoy his presence in just about anything that he's in. And man, what a hot streak. I mean, he was in Doctor Strange. A month later, he's in Rogue One. And then just a few years later, he he's in... Two years later, he's in Death Stranding, right? So, like, I mean, just incredible kind of uh, geek cred, if you will, there. So, for me, I, I love Wong. I think he he's he's a fun character. He's kind of the 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 pulse of the the film in a lot of cases when it comes to obviously those lighter moments but believe it or not uh, i'm gonna go with someone that is very under the radar i think and it's actually rachel mcadams character and christine um i like their relationship uh between her and stephen strange a lot like whether it's at the hospital or in those uh, kind of quieter moments in the the first act where she is trying to help him through his injuries and that she doesn't take crap from him, but she still really at the same time loves him and feels this compassion for him. She just seems like a really good person. I like the way Rachel McAdams played this and I've liked her in other movies prior to that outside of the MCU. So her presence in the MCU was one that I was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm excited that she's a part of this. And I thought she was a nice character. Obviously nothing's terribly flashy by any long stretch of the imagination, but I loved, uh, I loved the dynamic in the chemistry that I think she had with Benedict on this one. Yeah, I don't have much to say about her character, but I do want to touch on Wong because I was excited going back to this because I haven't seen this movie in probably over a year. I was excited to get some more Wong, and then I realized, man, everything I like about that character is really from Infinity War. I, I was expecting him to be more like to be funnier and to have more quips and stuff yeah. like that, and he is kind of he, he always has that you know that tone to him, but he doesn't really give us that that awesome you know he's not the character that I appreciate until Infinity War. So I was a little bummed, like oh man, he really is kind of like one one not the one dimensional but just not giving me enough not enough comedy i'm with you john because i remembered it very differently and it's probably because i've so i didn't mention this uh, when i asked you guys the question but i think i've seen this about five times uh but 
that's not the Wong I remember because the one in from Infinity War just sticks out so, so much, much more. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, it takes time to develop, right? But I, I really expected a lot more humor. And there are those moments. But it's 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 not totally... I, the, didn't, like, I didn't like Serious Wong in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I, I think that's a little bit by design. Maybe they were fumbling their way through finding that character. But uh, in the end, he's kind of become a, an endearing character that people love, I think. Um, before we get on to that moment, quote-unquote. So we're we're going to talk about that moment of the movie, whether it was a quote or a small moment or a big action sequence, what was, if you could pick one, something that just really resonates in your mind, we want to talk about it a little more in depth, but I'm going to bring it back to the, the show sponsor. Uh, so the MCU reviewed here on the Geekiverse is sponsored by our wonderful friends over at Fantastic and 26 shirts, go to 26 shirts, 26 slash Fantastic, And every, every two weeks you're going to find some new t-shirts that you can purchase the need. Uh, a good chunk of every shirt sale goes to an individual in need, a charity in need, or a family in need. I just want to mention, uh, at the time of filming, uh, I believe we've got another 10 days for this campaign. There's a really, really awesome Buffalo-themed, uh, hey, so it's, it's, quote, hey, baby, I hear Buffalo calling. It's, it's basically the Frasier logo, if you remember the show Frasier, with Buffalo and the, the city outlined. It's really awesome. But how are you helping when you purchase that shirt? This one is going to, uh, forgive me if I pronounce the last name wrong, but uh, Jade Alexen, 22 years old, raised in, in uh, born and raised in Corfu, Corfu, New York. Tongue twister for me for some reason. Uh, she moved in the summer of 2020 to New Orleans to start her life after graduating from the university at Buffalo with a bachelor's degree in community mental health. Unfortunately, in this January, she started feeling sick in January, uh, but dis- uh, dismissed those system- symptoms. I have all kinds of trouble here, guys. I apologize. Uh, she assumed it was just from her busy lifestyle, uh, but she unfortunately collapsed on the floor in January uh, 27, 2021 and was sent to the hospital. Blood work showed that she was diagnosed with TTP, which is a very rare blood disorder and needs to be treated quickly as it's a life-threatening emergency. With being as rare as it is, there is no explanation to what causes it. Uh, what will trigger future episodes and leaves many other questions. She spent several weeks in the hospital receiving blood and plasma transfusions and received a chemo-like drug for four weeks as it was shown in other cases to reduce the chances of relapses. Every case is different. Please consider purchasing uh, a shirt to to have some of those funds go right to Jade's online fundraiser. You can also find a link for a separate fundraiser for her at 26shirts.com. Just click on the, the Frasier shirt, the Hey Baby, I Hear Buffalo Calling, and you can go and make a purchase there or donate directly. But guys, this is this is why 26 Shirts and Fantastic do what they do, right? They've donated over $1.1 million in their, their eight years directly to these places. So they put their money where their mouth is. They're not just here to help. They don't say they're here to help. They exist to help. And we see it with a case like this in Jade. So to the listeners and, and viewers at home, if you've got the the opportunity to spare some time or some money or to even pass it on to a family or a friend, uh, I, I'm sure beyond belief that uh, Jade and her family would appreciate that. So again, last uh, time, that's 26shirts.com slash fantastic. All right, gentlemen. JT, we promised we'd start with you for that moment. That moment of Doctor Strange. What is it? We got to hear it. I'm going. I'm going deep in the archives here for my geek geekness. Okay. So there's an Avengers animated, uh, technically a series, but movie where they fight Thanos. 
And in that one of the scenes when they're fighting Thanos, they do the time stone time loop where Thanos keeps killing them and they keep coming back and back and back. So immediately when I saw that, I was sad, but also happy because I got to see it in live action. Because I sad because I knew they were going to do it in Endgame or what we thought was part one and part two. Uh, happy because I, I got to see what I loved in that animated scene and kind of in person with Dormammu. So the Dormammu time loop scene loved the, the the little bit of comedy that came with it as well uh, in terms of uh, Strange just getting killed in different ways and him knowing he's going to get killed and just different ways he is getting killed and he's just like, whatever, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, uh, Dormammu Dormammu is a, as a villain I think is awesome too. I, I'm not sure if he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Probably not is my guess, but uh, I genuinely just love that scene going back to the, the geekiness of my uh, my animated love for uh for some marvel content so it, it was just it was awesome to see live action i'm literally like shaking my brother when i'm watching i'm like do you know what this is and my little brother at the time didn't watch any of the animated stuff he does now all the time but um he's like no you know he's probably even know how old he is at that time he's probably like was it five years ago he's 13 i have no idea what you're talking about I'm like oh well i'm excited <laughs> but live action <laughs> a scene that i i loved love 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 an anime series Saw live action. And I was so excited for it. So that that's my hands down my moment. Probably not that. something anybody else wants it, but I love that tie-in. And I was just going to say, I'm not sure either uh, John or myself would have gotten there <laughs> uh, with, you know, I, I don't think we have that background. So for you to pull that out, JT, that's that's pretty awesome because uh, you took it, took it to a new level. I think. Um, love it. I love when you get nods to either the comics or other material like an animated series or animated film and you you pull it to the big screen like that because it's to me it's 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 one of those moments like you just described where it's like oh my gosh yes i see what they're doing there and it's just it's it's a kind of wink to the the fans who would know that like you in this case that's the thing is like with the mcu i feel like they they always lean they try not to think yeah they draw from the source content but they try to change things up so people don't just know what's going to happen um and i feel like maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm right maybe i can ask kevin if i ever meet him someday that was a callback to that specifically. There's no way he didn't look at that or know of that content or somebody on his team didn't and said, we don't want to do this in part one or part two, but we can fit this here. And I think it makes sense. And that's how they went with it. So you Scott Derrickson. I wish you were doing multiverse madness, but I love Sam Raimi as well. Uh, and Kevin Feige. Thank you too. <laughs> well, two things quick. Uh, Kevin Feige is Dave. Fil- what Dave Filoni is to star Wars, in my opinion. Oh, yes. Does his homework. Knows his stuff, and if he doesn't, I would imagine his team does. It gets done somehow, right? Um, two, I think you meant when you meet Kevin Feige. You know, at some point, whether that's us hosting a panel or we get him on the show here, but you know, plan on that. <laughs> uh, I will. I will email his people. <laughs> Have his people talk to our people, aka us. Uh, uh, for us. <laughs> John, what what's that moment of Doctor Strange for you? I'm doubling down. That's my moment too. Um, for different reasons. I had no, I had no tie into the comic. That wasn't a moment where I'm like, oh, they did. The, I, I, I never, not the comic, the, the animated series. I'd never seen that. Didn't realize it was, uh, you know, taken from there or even inspired by something else until just right now when you said that. But for me, I just thought that was such a, a really, really cool way to have a final battle without having a final battle. There is no final fight to this movie. There is no, every, every Marvel movie, every superhero movie, Everyone meets up at the very end and there's a huge fight. That's just the way it always goes. And they do a really good job of keeping that stuff fresh and keeping you interested and having, you know, crazy set pieces. This movie did not have that. 
Uh, Doctor, I mean, you can argue there's two big bads in this movie, but Doctor Strange didn't really fight either of them, right? He just uses his powers to, to outsmart this person and basically make him surrender. Um, that plus the visuals of the scene, this is where I'm talking about the colors are just absolutely insane. The cinematography and, like John said, the comedy of him just getting demolished all sorts of different ways. Dormammu just getting mad and throwing hundreds of spikes through him or flicking him into the sun and stuff like that. I mean, that... Uh, that's kind of the way I'm at the where I'm at with this movie is like I love the film it's a very good very cohesive but there's not a lot of those moments to pick to pick from for me so that's why I double down and I say this is this is the one for me I like that I don't think we've ever doubled down before we've we've talked about it but um you know I gotta respect it I do love when that's happening over and over again and Dormammu kind of goes this is a little little bit job of the hut here he goes wow <laughs> how is this happening I love that he's he's conscious of it Right, like, because you would think, in almost in theory, that the scene plays over and over again, but that he wouldn't realize it. And I love that he does because it really adds to it. And obviously, it doesn't work if he doesn't realize that, because otherwise, he'd just keep killing Doctor Strange forever. So, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And all the terrible, gruesome ways Doctor Strange dies, my goodness, <laughs> right. some of those are just awful. <laughs> um, so for me, I I don't. You know, I can piggyback off of that. I love some of the cinematic moments, especially um, in the city when the city's going haywire with all the the dimension stuff, and and Tilda's there, and they're they're kind of running with Kaecilius. I, I like that. But for me, it's a smaller moment. I already mentioned that I like the character Christine. Uh, I like when Strange gets back, and they're in the hospital again, and they're doing what they got to do on, in terms of surgery. But I love that Strange apologizes to Christine. There's a very subtle, soft moment that tells us that this character has gone a long way in a short time to get over that ego that kind of, you know, people compare it to like that Tony Stark ego to, to be willing to say on a human side, I'm sorry, I screwed up. It's very, it's very subtle and small, and it's not something you'd think that I would kind of pick out in a superhero movie. But it was because it humanizes our character a little bit. And I think a lot of us struggle with certain things, whether it's arrogance or, uh, you know, an ego like that or just how you treat people generally. I, I, you know, I know I'm going a little bit deep here, but I, I just I thought that that was a nice thing because Christine more than deserved that. Right. She stood by him. She was willing. She's getting him groceries when his hands are not working because of that awful accident. And I don't know, like that's someone that you should really, really take care of because she took care of you and you, you treated her terribly. So. That's it. That's that's kind of my moment for the film past some of the big battle stuff. Um do we do we do we want to get to my my bullet points here? Dive I think it's in. nothing too crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we watched this a few weeks ago. We had planned to to record last week, but uh we we didn't get there. So sometimes I look at these bullet points and I have no idea what I'm I was talking about. <laughs> I love that. I love uh, that. So, I I'll I'm going to gloss over some of them, but some of them I'll read to you. <laughs> um no, no pun intended here, but first bullet point is things start to get weird in the MCU, right? Like this is, or strange, as you may say, there's a lot of different dynamics here. It's how he's fighting his enemy. Um, it's like John alluded to. It's not necessarily really a big battle at the end, but it's, he's outsmarting him by using the, the, uh, the time stone. So things get weird here. And as we get uh, further on into infinity war and Endgame and all the weird stuff that happens there and the quantum realm and ant-man plus well all the the, the madness that we see in wandavision and what we're gonna see in the next doctor strange this is where it all starts this is a pivot uh, moment for for the mcu on some scale 
So a lot of that we owe back to this movie. Um, I I wrote that it, the movie's at its best visually when the architecture is involved. So we're talking about like the cityscape all moving left and right and upside yeah, the, down. The Inception kind of stuff. It's it's very it's very well yeah. done. It looks great. It's the Absolutely. best way to put it is the Inception stuff. Um, do you guys think that was better done, or do you think the like the the color dynamic was done better? I don't. These are two separate things. Yeah, but, I think they're on par and they both stand out. I I kind of when you're speaking in the beginning, John, I think the the color pop more so than anything watching HDR, like just now watching it, uh, maybe not seeing that as much in theaters, but on um, the rewatch, hundred percent color color popping for me. I mean, everything's just beautiful. I mean, like you said, the magic and uh, the different uh, uh, universes we see, and I mean, it just just pops. Literally just pops. I felt like I was like with him when he was traveling through the, through the multiverse. Oh yeah, for sure. That was like being on a roller coaster a bit. Uh, right. You kind of felt that, especially with TVs of the size we mentioned. Um, right. The HDR <laughs> definitely made a difference for me because I always thought the colors were a little bit, they were good, but they were not necessarily as crisp as I thought they were in say like a 1080 high def. So you watch them in 4K, you watch HDR and that made a big difference for me. Uh, but the architecture was where it's at for me. Um, so I put most visually interesting MCU film, and I think even to to this point, it probably still is. I you know you could say up to that point, but as we're, we've gotten all the MCU movies today, I think that is still kind of the bar for for being interesting. Um, the fire I put I call this the fire portal, right? When they they do the the circle and you see the sparks, um, I I put that that has become iconic so quickly. Just we took s- one scene, yeah. Just took the one scene in in Endgame. Exactly, and even a little bit, you know, prior to that in Infinity War, when you see it, you're like, "Oh man, it's Doctor Strange! It's Doctor oh, Strange!" Yeah. Yeah. But when you see that in Endgame, holy crap! Like goosebumps again right now. What a moment among many moments. But that's what started it. So think about that as as you watch this. If you're you're listening at home. Uh, I also put uh, there's brief parallels between Strange and Stark's origins. If you think back to to Tony Stark and the MCU and Iron Man, what he goes through, uh, he gets abducted. He's in that cave. He's going through a really rough time. Steven's version of that is is having his world taken away from his his hands, right? Like that is his go to because he's this incredibly smart individual that is a, a surgeon they've both got girls that take care of them and love them and probably shouldn't be with them because they're too good. But then on the flip side, they both have their moments where they realize that they need to be better individuals and and better counterparts to those, those women. And then there's their intellect. They're both incredibly smart and at the beginning, at least very rich as we know, strange blows through a lot of, unfortunately his savings and trying to, to fix his hands. So, uh, I think there's a lot of parallels there. So when we finally get them in Infinity War in a room together, they don't like each other. And I think that it's because they're just too similar. It's yeah, kind of very Both very arrogant. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Very similar trajectories. The one thing I will say is that Doctor Strange was his intentions were a lot more selfish for a lot longer throughout the film. It took a while for him to actually get on board and to actually, you know, to, to get sold on what he was doing. He was in it for himself the whole time. He, even when he started to learn this stuff, there, there was a moment where he's like, oh, I'm not here to fight a world battle, an interdimensional battle. I'm here to fix my hands. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? That was, that was a, a, a deep part of the film. 
early on, I mean, right. right in the beginning of Iron Man, he he's in it. He, he shuts down Stark weapons. He's just like, all right, I'm I, I've I've seen the light. I'm he's still he's still an ass to the people around him because he's arrogant and stuff like that. But his intentions were flipped sooner. Doctor Strange, and I think even the 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 flip is more significant too because Doctor Strange straight up becomes the the sorcerer supreme like he he gives it all away he he's he's desperate and he's selfish for the longest time and all of a sudden that flip is just very drastic and he's all about the time stone and, and preserving our reality and stuff like that so similar origins but a lot more i think a lot more at stake and a lot more severe for for strange I mean, you argue he didn't he didn't flip that until right after the ancient one or yeah the ancient one right mm-hmm. when uh died that yeah that's and then, and then the end the, the final scene comes up right so literally like you said 80 percent, 85 percent of the movie was him still learning and wanting to to be a part of the bigger the bigger story out there so yeah i think those are great points and um it it's interesting to see the parallel because they're both so prominent obviously iron man is top two when we talk mcu but uh to see those and how they came along is is very interesting to compare um, in the the car right before the accident, there's a reference to Rhodes' accident in in Civil War. Uh, they're talking about surgeries and and stuff uh, that he like challenging surgeries to ask if Strange wants to take them on, but he doesn't want to take them on if he doesn't think he can find a way to do it right because he doesn't want to ruin his perfect record. But hmm. they reference um, I don't remember specifically what they said. Uh, I think it was spinal lacerations. So maybe. But I, I've heard. So I've heard two theories about that. I've heard that it's referencing Rhodes, and I've also heard that it's referencing the uh, the, the pilot in um, Hammer Hammer Tech, the pilot that is testing out the drone, and he spins around and breaks his back that we see in Iron Man Two. But both of those, from what I understand, have been debunked, and the timeline doesn't match up for either. That's Why wouldn't ju- it match up for? I don't uh, know I, for Rhodes. I don't know. I d- I've I've just heard that neither of those are true. More digging to do, but I've all, the prevailing sure. theory I've heard was the one in Iron Man 2 where it was Justin Hammer's pilot that uh, it was some kind of I forgot the wording they used, but that was the one yeah. that I that was I've heard people rumor. I've heard Rose uh, tossed around too, but I, I didn't know either were confirmed that, and I did think I heard they were debunked actually. I I respect that. I, I, I've got to do my research too, but I feel like it would be valid that it would be Rhodes only because they reference the Avengers in this movie, yes? Yes. I feel like that. Okay. Long. So if they reference the Avengers, it, it at least has to be after the Avengers are established. So that would debunk the Iron Man 2 guy uh, right off the gate with Hammer, I think. I don't know. Unless, yeah, I'd have to do a little research on that. I'm, I'm going to, I'd put my money on it being Rhodes, but I, I think, I feel like that was too obvious. Yeah, for them not I just to almost think it. it's too high priority to say like, oh, some military guy in a, in a drone suit. Like everybody knows who War Machine is at that point. I don't know. Well, I guess, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And with we'll Civil War research. being the the prior movie, I think that that was kind of kind of a thing, but interesting nonetheless. Um, I we talked about the ancient one already. Love Tilda in this role. Thought she did a wonderful job. Uh, they they talk a lot, especially early on, in, about mind over matter. I really do believe that there is something to be said there, and um. The ancient one breaks it down very nicely where she says your, your brain essentially tells your body what to do. So if you can kind of trick your body into believing that you're going to heal yourself. And then uh, there was that one guy uh, who's playing on the basketball court who also had an injury that sh- he should 
He shouldn't have walked again, right? Like he, he shouldn't have come back from that. It sounds like a similar thing almost went, or at least they were trying to explain a similar thing when it came to mind over matter. So in real life, I believe that that can, that can kind of be a theme and it was nice to see it in a movie. Um, I also mentioned with how colorful Dr. Strange is overall, it begins a theme here in the MCU where the next kind of few movies to some degree had this crazy color palette. Guardians volume two has a lot of that early on. It's, it's this almost subtle way of connecting these movies past all the other threads. Guardians two has that crazy color sequence early on. And then even throughout the movie, it's just every color is loud and vibrant. Ragnarok, same way with how it was promoted. You see the really big color palette and then to a, probably a lesser degree, but still the same nonetheless is Black Panther. The The theme there was a little bit more uh, like a, a purple hue when you, you look at a lot of what was going on throughout the, the theme there. So it was black and purple. But again, kind of these intense colors. I, I appreciate that from an artistic standpoint. Uh, maybe my favorite quote from the movie, and I believe this was in the second Doctor Strange trailer, uh, is Mordo talking to Doctor Strange after he, he gets... Uh, to the ancient one's place. Uh, <laughs> he says, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. I think that is just awesome. Um, Benedict totally looks the part. We talk a lot about really good castings in the MCU. I think this is right up there with just about anything else we can talk about, whether it's um, Chris Evans is, is Captain America you talk about Hemsworth as Thor. You can go down the list. I think they did a really good job casting Benedict in this role, not just for his acting pedigree, but when he's shaving for the first time and eventually when he gets into the full suit and the cape, really looks the part. I mean, it's it's pretty damn awesome to be like, hey, here's a guy in real life and we think he looks like, you know, this established comic book hero. Right. Uh, Mordo says... Uh, to one, at one point, fight like your life depends on it because one day you might have to. That is alluding to the a little bit to the end of the film, but I think it also foreshadows Infinity War, which is happening not too many or not too long after this. Um, I don't know if th- this might be a stretch. I, I put it as kind of like a bullet point, but uh, in terms of foreshadowing, Wong and Mordo berate Steven for almost ruining the time continuum. I guess here we think about, you know, it's, it's June, 2021. We're about to get Loki. And that's what that series is about, right? Like Loki screwed things up from a time continuum standpoint. And now they're going to be chasing to get that back. I don't even know if that was a thing or that was too early, but regardless, it it seems like a little bit of foreshadowing is, is we got, you know, to the Loki series. Uh, Dormammu is a terrible name. I like it. I'm in. Yeah, Dormammu? I think it, I think it, I think it's terrible. Love I love saying don't... it. Dormammu. <laughs> Dormammu. I just Dormammu. I've come to bargain. <laughs> yeah, I just that that's my bullet point. That's it. Dormammu is a terrible name. <laughs> uh, so what I originally had down for my non-title character uh, was the cloak of levitation. So Doctor Strange's cloak. That would have been good. What? A, what a, a, a character for not really being a character, right? Like you can think of other entities throughout other movies and be like, wow, there was really a true presence there. But like, don't you guys think that those, those two complemented each other so well? It, it had 
despite no dialogue or facial expressions, a yeah. really big presence. No doubt. A lot of character there. Um, using time to beat a villain is a little bit foreshadowing of what we see in Infinity War and Endgame. And Kaecilius says uh, to Doctor Strange, you can't fight the inevitable. And I thought that that was only ironic because Thanos throughout Endgame says, I am inevitable. Yeah. Well, it turns out you can. <laughs> Probably a coincidence. Uh, just a few left to go here. Wong's laugh, which catches us all off guard at the end of the, uh, the movie. It, it, it's pretty funny because the way we remember Wong is more of the, the goofy character, like the fun-loving guy, not the, the straight-up librarian, right? <laughs> uh, but that laugh was like, oh, this guy gets it a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't know about you guys, but every time I heard it, especially at that point in the MCU, hearing the term Infinity Stone got me jazzed. Even to this point, rewatching it five years later, I'm like, oh, yes, we yeah. are getting we down go, to the nitty gritty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, the mid credit scene obviously is, is, is ripped from Ragnarok, but I remember this. So this is what I actually probably remember most about my theater going experience here is thinking that and thinking where the hell has Thor been? It's been a few years since we've seen him, right? Like him and Banner took a back seat to a lot of the other new characters that we've been establishing here. But that was a beautiful way to set up Ragnarok. Uh, it was a very well cut scene and we saw some good chemistry between Hemsworth and Benedict. So that's what I got. Those are my notes for, for the movie. Anything else uh, that I missed or anything else that you guys wanted to cover? I have a to, question. Oh, oh, sorry, no, no, you got it. Uh, did you guys like Kaecilius? I, mean, I didn't hate him. He, I think uh, he was relatively forgettable, but there was nothing to dislike I, about him for me. He was extremely forgettable for me. Yeah. I mean, it, I almost see him as just having no purpose whatsoever. Mm. If he's not, I, yeah, I, I can see where you're I going just, with that because he's not the big bad, I, right? He's not. I mean, yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no Dormammu. And he doesn't need him. to be, right? But I just, just uh, forgettably speaking, I, I just okay. ah, doesn't hit with me. Doesn't hit with me. And also, one last thing: uh, the book from, oh my god, what's the book that that uh, Wanda has in at the end of uh, WandaVision in the post credit scene? Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but it, I, know, I know what you're referencing. The Darkhold. The Darkhold is missing in Doctor Strange as well. I don't know if that's something you guys noticed. They they had it in the back. The back, uh, one of the bookcases. That's a book oh, is missing. Yeah, it's, it's no, not Kaiselius' book. Kaiselius just took a page out of the book. Uh, now that you're gotcha. saying this, okay, this the is totally Darkhold. This was actually missing. The Darkhold was it, nobody knows where it was. So maybe Wanda, that's explained in the Multiverse of Madness, where how she got it. Well, was um, it in the basement the book, where where uh, was where all witch? the books were? So like, no, 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 no. Who's the other witch in Wandavision? Uh, so she may have actually stolen it then. What, yeah, wasn't it sitting in the basement? Like all, uh, wasn't it like right there? The, the Darkhold. The book that Wanda had, if it's the Darkhold, yeah. Yeah, well, well I just, I'm just saying, I don't know, if, I don't know if we, uh, obviously, if it was stolen from her or how she got it, but it, they just showed what, it missing in the background. What is the, what is the other witch's name? Why can't I think? Of I that? can picture her. I, I have no idea what her name is. The neighbor, Agatha <laughs> Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Um, yeah, like the first time I, I, we I get the, first, song. Agatha, oh, right. the first time we get like her reveal of her in the basement. I'm pretty sure that book is like on display and like glowing and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, so she definitely has it. I'm just saying in, in terms of – wait, obviously before that with the movie mm-hmm. in the background, a lot of people thought the book that was missing was Kaecilius' book that he took the page from. Mm-hmm. He only took the page. That book missing is the dark hole that Agatha has. I, re- I recall seeing that, but then I recall seeing saying somebody else say why it wasn't the case, but I never looked in further, so I believe you. But I don't believe Josiah about Rhodey. Yeah, I just <laughs> – About what? About Rhodey. Oh yeah, no, I'm right. You should believe me. You're not because I just I looked it up and they're referencing a 35 year old marine colonel working on experimental armor. None of which lines up with Rhodey. The only thing that lines up is the timeline that it could have happened in uh in like some war would happen around that. Not 35. He could have been <laughs> a colonel be. at one. Po- he was he could have been a colonel at one point, but he wouldn't have gotten it through the Marines. He would have gotten it through the Air Force and um the Iron Man armor certainly not experimental research. I'm reading Ooh, it from America. Yeah. I didn't do the re- one article has all that. I, I didn't do all that research. Just one article <laughs> debunked it, and then the same person who wrote the article uh, sat down with Kevin Feige and asked, "How much would be should we be reading into Wikipedia articles about all of those references?" And Kevin Feige laughed and said, "Not much." He would be what I care about here, so that means more than than the article, I would say. But yeah. still, those are, I mean, it's the facts um, behind why it doesn't line up. Feige. I will say a little bit of BS, though, because, yes, they absolutely are planting Easter eggs all over the place. There's, oh, that's 100%. Absolutely a thing. They were talking so, specifically about that scene, though. Like, they asked, like, how, how much Wikipedia research should we, do, should we be doing on those injuries? And he's like, not much. Yeah, I would not waste my time on that. Yep. Uh, do we want to get to ranking this? That's what we're here for. Name of the game. Oh, all right, I let's do this. I think that's why we're here. Let's that's get it. what we're here for. Okay. <laughs> All right, got them up. Current ranks. Uh, make sure I have the most accurate rankings. Don't want to have that mishap again. Uh, number one, <laughs> Captain America: Civil War. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, The Avengers. Number four, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number five, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Number six, Iron Man. Seven, Iron Man three. Eight, Ant Man. Nine, Iron Man two. Ten, Captain America: The First Avenger. Eleven, Thor. Twelve, Thor. The Dark World, 24, The Incredible Hulk. Sounds All right. about right. I made this comment, but Captain America First Avengers is extremely low. It's going to keep is. going lower? It, it but is, but it should be. It should be. It should I be. don't think so. Mm-hmm. How did Rashad feel about show? that? Was he, was he? He was on board. Was I, he I think Dell was on, on the episode, okay. and Dell was a big big fan of that, and he was the one who was a proponent to get it higher than, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good movie, but you know, ship has sailed. Where do we start? Right, just, curious, just curious. Where do we start? Hey, with no, Doctor maybe not. Strange? Maybe he uh, he uses the uh, the snap. We should. So I, John and I have three I'm left. Snap it for a while. Not, no, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we have, we have three left. John, has he's got two. Left. Yeah. Um, All right, John, take take it away. Starting. I, point. I very curious. So I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun here. So let's just start where I think is clearly obvious above Thor: Dark World. Like nobody th- we. We kind of see Dark World and The Incredible Hulk as not the best movies, right? There's not too much to take out of those. Um, probably going to finish last and second last, if I had to guess. But let's start above Thor Dark World, under Thor. Yep. Okay? Start low. Yep. Starting. Do, do okay. both of you guys think it's better than Thor? Yes. So do I. Uh, yes. Do both of you think it is better than Captain America, the first Avenger? Yes. No. You don't. Mm-mm. You you would lock it right here between Thor and Captain America: The First Avenger. Yep, no. that's wow. where I keep it. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, that not me. I I definitely put it above the first Avenger. So I, I, I it passes. It's between that. Uh, John, do you think it's better than Iron Man two? Uh, <laughs> what? So, I can't believe you're even questioning this. I like I had you pegged. Oh, it is it talking. is better than Iron Man two because I am not a fan of. No wait, that that was Iron Man three, right? I'm Mandarin. Yeah, that fake was Mandarin. Yeah, that's three. Better than two. Better than two and three. Okay, but well, two. You got to get past Ant Man first. Okay, I know. I, I'm just well. I'm just. Um, so two. you say better than Iron Man two? I agree. I think. I think uh, it is better wow. than Iron Man two. Do you that think is it's surprising than, to me? Do you, do you think it's better than Ant Man? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's, it, Ant, Ant Man's where uh, it gets tricky because it it's blocking it. It's blocking uh, the progress. No way! Come on, stop it right now. Oh, uh, of course I'm motivating I, you to push it up the list. So. I feel like <laughs> yeah, so right. when it comes Take to the on. rankings, and, and when you guys think of it, right, like. Is it just looking at the movie as a standalone, or how, or or and or standalone. how it contributes to the MCU? No, I say standalone so, because, it, like, because if you if you, if it's the latter and the former, then I I put it above Ant Man. I, I think you're allowed to consider whatever you want while ranking them. But what I consider is just, you know, my enjoyment of the film. I I, I don't I don't get granular about it. Like how when I sit down and watch Ant Man, and when I sit down and watch Doctor Strange, which movie was more enjoyable? That's where I'm at. I, I, I'm not I'm not weighing I guess too much into like. The weight of the film on the on the universe in these rankings. That's where I'm at too. But if that I moment, that if, mo- my moment is just sitting with me, and I love Ant Man, I really like don't want to put it, and you may not even let it go that way anyway. You know what? Above Ant Man, you make the decision, John. I can't. I can't make it. Nah, not happening. Okay, I, I, I like Ant Man. <laughs> Yeah, Ant Man. They're they're very. Like, I said it before in this episode. They're very similar uh, films to me. The way they hit the the characters that I certainly did not expect to care about. But I was at the point in the MCU where I was totally ready to trust Marvel, and I saw both of those movies in, in theaters. I think opening weekend, if not night of, whatever. Um, they both delivered very. Like, I would put them neck and neck. Like uh, these are these are very similar movies. I, to me. I'm not upset with that. I just didn't want to yeah. be the one to keep it low. No, I feel you. It's tough. There's a lot of good movies on this list. A lot, a lot of good movies to come up, uh, coming up still. But for me, Ant Man, Paul Rudd, the comedy, just it's a. It is tough. It is tough because I like, I like the 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 antagonists in this film better than I than I do in Ant Man. I think I like the 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 fact that we're fighting for the universe and Dormammu, and I can never pronounce the other bad guy's name. Castellius. Um, there you go, Cassilia. I, I can pronounce it. I actually can never remember it properly. Um, and the fact that we're dealing with a time stone, like all that stuff really puts it up there for me. But Paul Rudd is just what puts Ant Man right above it. That's what, that's what it's, made it's, me. I mean, I still, even though I'd still voted Doc Strange yeah, above, I just. They're, they're neck and neck for me. Look but, at both. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep, it it's, it's no I, question I, for me that I like Ant Man far better than Doctor Strange. Talking the movies here. Um, and I like every movie to some degree on this list but ant-man is just uh, man i could watch that movie i could have it on in the background i could fall asleep to it like it is great um and you know dr strange i like but it's it's not one that i will watch outside of an mcu rewatch yeah there are certain movies on this list that i probably would not just go and watch on their own but because the rest of the mcu brings it up collectively that's where i'm at 
Yeah, that's fair. And this is this is where it gets interesting because like you you know how high I am in the Iron Man series. You and I are both there. I love all three Iron Man films. But as I think back on them and I start to kind of pick pick them apart as films, not coming off that high of, of having just watched them and having just being blown away by Tony Stark and thinking about the big bads and the stories and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for me. Doctor Strange is a better movie to me than Iron Man 2, even though I love... Which one did you in, did you enjoy more? Because that's what we were talking about. But So so there's, there's a filter where we're talking about the fact that I just watched Doctor Strange and I just watched Iron Man 2. So coming off the high of the movie I just watched, the answer is Doctor Strange. I think... Right, like right a recency now. bias. Yeah, exactly. Not and that I'm it, saying you have it. No, I'm just well, saying. Uh, yeah, that that's what it is, right? I mean, I'm coming off the high of it, and that's just the way that the way I felt when I made when I'm when I'm talking about this list. I mean, you could you can ask me in a week and a half, and maybe I'll flip it. But yeah, I think uh, I think Doctor Strange is a better show, movie. Though, right? than, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about the here and now. I think Doctor so, Strange is a better movie. I can't be mad about that at all. I you know, like I said, every movie on here, I'm cool with. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to hear what the community's input is going to be on this one. So I want you, if you're watching or listening to this, go over to our Facebook page and, and com- or Twitter and, and comment on this post or this tweet and, and let us know where you would have this in this ranking up to this point, because I feel like it's divisive to a degree. Really? Um, I don't, I I don't think, think so. I, well, I think we're going to see mean, a lot of I mean, I had it at the bottom. You you guys had it. I wouldn't say significantly higher, but Two films you know higher. you had it a few movies up there. Um, JT would have kept going with it a little bit further. So I I wonder if there's anyone out there who's like, oh gosh, this is like right now, this is a top five or six movie, or oh no, this is right down there with Hulk and Dark World, or you're somewhere in between like us. Like I I think there's a lot of gray area for that. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. All right, so we we got our, our new rankings. We're locked in. I guys next week get buckle up. I'm just saying, like Guardians I think two? Guardians two, like I hate to give away anything, but don't I mean, do like, it. I no, 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 because you already watched part okay. of it, okay. so don't give anything okay. away. Leave it all, and you I have to. I, and you have to I, watch, to. I watched the whole thing, and never mind. You guys both have I'm to excited. restart the movie. You guys both have to watch it again. Yep. Doesn't. Count. I will. I will. I can. Can do that oh gosh, I have to watch Guardians 2 again. Oh no. Me. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Love it. I hate my thoughts on it. Guys, oh. I have so much to say. That's fine, JT. I have so much to say on Guardians as I did the first one. That was maybe my favorite MCU reviewed episode that we did. I mean, and there's been a lot of good ones. Yeah. Like a lot of good ones. Every time it's great talking with you guys. It was great talking with Rashawn when Dell is on. But that episode was just a blast. So I really cannot wait to record that one. We've got an incredible string of movies coming up here. We've got Guardians. We've got a Spider-Man movie. We've got Thor Ragnarok. And then, oh boy, we we get right into Avengers. It gets intense, everybody. So Captain we hope Marvel's you're along. Somewhere. Yes. Sprinkle in there. So we, we've got a lot of good coming your way here at thegeekiverse.com. Hope you're here for the journey. Watch it with us. We want you to get involved in that discussion. Go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or rate it at thegeekiverse.com. Alternatively, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get podcasts, or you can go and watch the video version at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. We're going to wrap things up here. Closing thoughts on Doctor Strange and a look ahead to Guardians Volume 2. John. I'm excited. I I honestly haven't seen Guardians 2 in a while either. Uh, Guardians well, Guardians 2 for a while 
was a movie. We say this a lot, but it was a movie I put on to go to bed to. And I mean like ready to fall asleep. And I just want to see Groot dance in the beginning. Like that's how much I rewatched just kind of like that first scene. I probably haven't actually rewatched the movie in, a, in like literally past the first scene in a very long time. So I'm excited to go back to it. JT. Uh, <laughs> Give me something. Can I can I say you'll see? Yeah. Uh, it was a tease. Y- you'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just say that. We'll see. Good enough. You guys you guys are not going to like me after this. After that. <laughs> T, that's impossible. We'll always like you. <laughs> I will say this. Uh in is the Guardians mega fan that I am. Seeing Guardians 2 and then seeing it as we've gotten away from release has really changed my perspective on the movie. So just there's a little tease out there. Not sure. I mean, you could probably guess which way that went for me, but still at the end of the day, you, we need you to tune in and be a part of the show. So the MCU reviewed was uh, presented by fantastic, a division of 26 shirts. We had a, a blast talking about Dr. Strange here today. Again, visit us on social media. Let us know what you thought of the movie and where you'd have it ranked. And we'd love to see you next week for guardians of the galaxy volume two. For John and JT, I'm Josiah. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week.